Monday, November 12th. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is the All In Football Podcast. My name is Kip. I am your host. What a weekend of football. What do you think? I think it was one of the better weekends we've had so far. A lot of good games. Few surprises, few upsets, but, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary. Hope you had a good football Sunday. We got one game left tonight. That would be 49ers-Giants. Not too sure how much of a barn burner that one's going to be, but you never know. That's why we love the NFL. Uh, This morning, I'd like to start out with uh, the AIFF pod. I'd like to call them premature Week 11 power rankings, even though pretty much complete Giants 49ers really are not going to impact this too much. Uh, we'll go over this again a little bit later in the week, but I, I'm i just going to do a top six. Why six, you say? Well, there's a team that I believe should be considered in the mix. I just don't know if they're quite in the top five yet. Um... But we'll see. So, we're going to start out with the obvious. Uh, Nah, let's start at the backside. We got the number six. So, number six, I have the Chargers. Um, They're playing good football. I don't know, you know, they haven't been tested too much. But, you know, their two losses are to, you know, the Chiefs. And I... It slips my mind where their other loss went. Was it, uh... I don't remember. Bad on me. I know. Crappy host. Um, But the Chargers are playing good ball. They still don't have Joey Bosa. When he comes back, you know, offenses are going to have to key in on him a little bit more. And that might help out, you know, the rest of the defense. That'll definitely uh, help their pass rush a lot. Which, pass rush is a big, big part of a defense in winning a game. If you can't get pressure on the other quarterback or stuff some runs, you know, you're just... It gives the other, it gives the offense another dimension. You know, you then they got the pass and the run. If you can kind of take away one of them with just your down linemen, you know, you can take that out of the picture and kind of focus on you know, a passing game. Like if, you know, when the Chargers play the Chiefs, if they can, you know, hold Kareem Hunt to, say, you know, 50, 60 yards or something like that, and then they have to just pass, 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 well, you can kind of key in on that a little more. So I got the Chargers at number six. I have the Patriots at number five. I contemplated not even putting them in there, but you kind of have to until they're not the Patriots anymore. I mean, they're, it's not like they're going to win out the rest of the year. And they played a pretty good Titans team um, with Vrabel coaching. You kind of knew the Patriots a little bit. Kind of saw this coming. Same thing the Lions did to them earlier in the year. Uh, the Patriots, they did not look good this week against the Titans. It was one of their worst showings, you know, in a while. So I have the Patriots number five. Number four, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pretty impressive win over the Panthers. 52-21 to this week. 
Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, so I got them in the fourth slot. I was kind of conflicted there because, you know, they're ahead of the Patriots, but I don't know if they're ready to beat the Patriots yet. I'm pretty sure they could at home. You know, they're one of the top teams that would have a better chance. But if it was in Foxborough, I'm not sure. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. Because I believe 3-4-5 can all kind of be switched or flipped around. So Chargers at 6, Patriots 5, Steelers 4. I got the Los Angeles Rams at 3. Now the Rams are... You know, they're not unbeatable, obviously. The Saints took them out, but they have a few flaws. Their offense is hard to stop. I mean, that's just inevitable. But they have a few slumps every once in a while on on the defensive side to where they can be scored on. So, but they're still pretty dominant. Uh, so I got the Rams at three, and that's what I'm talking about there. Rams, Steelers, Patriots. I think those could be all flipped around. I think it depends. Home game, away game. You know, how are the Rams going to play in the cold? I mean, later on in the year. Although the way it's shaping up, you know, on the NFC side, you got the Vikings. Um, they're indoors. Saints are indoors. The Rams themselves are indoors so they might be good they might be good I mean the Bears if the Bears can make it in but see the Bears aren't gonna have they're not gonna have a better record than the Rams I wouldn't think so um, they probably would not end up if they do end up facing the Bears if they make it in somewhere in the playoffs it's probably gonna be in Los Angeles indoors and then I don't think the Bears well you never know that defense I don't know. That's another one that could be mingled in there with the Chargers is the Bears. You know, they're not flashy. Might not be a popular pick, but how can you deny that defense and the way Trubisky's been playing? Now he gets a couple more games on the belt. The playoffs are going to be good this year, especially in the NFC. It's going to be awesome. Uh, So, a little recap. Chargers at 6, Patriots at 5, Steelers at 4, Rams at 3, then I got the Chiefs at two. We're going to find out between the Chiefs and the Rams uh, who has the upper edge coming up here, I believe, this coming week. If not, it'll be it's the week after, I'm pretty sure. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I apologize. Uh, so the Chiefs at two, that offense, hard to stop when everybody's healthy. Defense, eh, there's the question mark, you know. They could have be in some shootouts when they, you know, when they get into the playoffs. So, but you know, Mahomes is just that kid is smart. I wasn't sure what to think about him when the season started. I'm like, ah, yeah, he played one game. There's a lot of hype on him, but there's been a lot of hype on you know Johnny Manziel, and there was a lot of hype on Paxton Lynch. He's not even in the league, I don't think. But Mahomes seems to know his stuff. Um, he makes smart plays. He doesn't turn the ball over often. And that's all recipe for championship. So I got the right, uh, Chiefs at two. And then we got the obvious number one, New Orleans Saints. I mean, they 
they're obviously not unstoppable, but they're looking at looking like it right now. Drew Brees is just on fire, MVP type season. He's got these record sets, records set. It's it's just kind of all a recipe for a Super Bowl run, a Super Bowl win, and retirement. It's just everything is lining up for them. Well, that's, that doesn't mean they can't stumble. I mean, all it takes is one hit, one wrong hit, and somebody's injured, whether it be Kamara, Breeze, or you know Michael Thomas. That's <laughs> a Des Bryant thing. That's kind of a kick in the shins. That would have been a nice little addition, especially you get down inside the red zone. Now you got to worry about Thomas, what Kamara's going to do, and Ingram... And then you throw Des Bryant in the mix. Des Bryant, he doesn't run the greatest routes, but in the red zone, you know, he's a big body. Quick slant, throw it up in the corner for a fade. It would have been tough. It would have made things even more tough for other defenses. So that's my uh, Week 11 premature power rankings. Saints, 1, Chiefs, Rams, Steelers, Patriots, Chargers. Let me know. Let me know what you think about... You know, the All In Football Podcast, our top our top six power rankings, possibly seven, maybe throwing the Bears at seven. Uh, you can find us at All In 100 Pod on Twitter. Also have Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you think. Give me your opinion. Am I completely wrong? Am I spot on? Let me know. Let's cover the games a little bit. We're just going to kind of fly through these. <clears throat> we still have a game yet tonight, Giants 49ers. Um Monday Night Football, and the, the key there is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. versus Richard Richard Sherman. I'm not really sure if that's the key there. I think the key might be Nick Mullins <laughs> and trying to stop him. I mean, again, quarterback, you got no tape on him. His confidence is up. Uh, the 49ers' confidence is up. They only have two wins, but the Giants only have one. Which, that just boggles my mind with the talent on there. It kind of reminds me of the Green Bay Packers and why why Aaron Rodgers does not have a, at least one more Super Bowl win. Um, we'll dig into that a little bit later. So, Monday Night Football tonight, you got to at least start watching it. Uh, you never know what could happen. This could be a 9-6 game. It could be a 34-30 game. <laughs> That's why we love the NFL. Let's start out with uh, Panthers-Steelers Thursday night. Steelers take the victory, 52-21. That was an impressive performance there. Um, Panthers just, they couldn't get anything going there, you know. Ben Roethlisberger, 22-25, 328 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's a recipe for a win right there. When their quarterback has zero interceptions, that's always a good start. I mean, turnovers are just huge. Um... Steelers are 6-2-1, Panthers are 6-3, so the Steelers are still in that hunt for, you know, a first-round bye. Um, it be interesting to see. You got the Lev Bell stuff, which, I mean, I think everybody can just wash their hands of it, put it, be, put it behind you. Like, who cares anymore? Ian Rappaport uh, was saying that it doesn't sound like Lev Bell is going to show up the rest of the year. And, like, really, who cares? You don't have to pay him. James Conner, his salary is way less. And it look his, his numbers right now, as of right now are better. Uh, I th- he's just as good. So I don't think the, the Steelers and the organization, the players, the locker room, 
just need to put that behind you. Forget about it. Completely just forget about it. You don't have to deal with Love Bell anymore. Um, get it out of your mind and play football. <clears throat> so that was a pretty entertaining game to watch. I mean, the Thursday night games this year seem to be better than they have in the past. I know in the past couple of years, it's always been like, oh, yeah, I know it's this team versus this team, but it's Thursday night, and it was just, some of them are just duds. <clears throat> but pretty good showing there. Let's move on. Lions, Bears, Bears take it, 34-22. I don't think this is any surprise. Bears are 6-3, and three, leading the division. The Lions are 3-6. and six. You can pretty much cut them out of the playoff picture. Uh, they would almost have to run the table to get a sniff at a wild card, but... Mr. Trubersky, Mitchell Trubisky, 355 passing yards, four touchdowns. Three of them were passing. One of them was rushing. Uh, I don't. That's a that's a thing. I don't. I mean, maybe through the rest of the year, teams will start keying in on Trubisky taking off. <clears throat> um, I watched the, some of the Bears games. I haven't been able to, you know, sit down and take a look at every one and every play, but. I don't know how many of his runs are designed and how many of them aren't. But he's a big body and. His rushing average is is up there, and he's kind of, he, I gotta be careful when I say this, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton, just a little, you know, less athletic, but when he takes off, he knows where he's going, he knows what, where the first down is, he knows where the end zone is, and people aren't expecting it, so the Bears are strong, man, their defense, defense can win championships, I mean, not, not all, that's all it takes, I think, you know, Trubisky's not... I think he's better than that Trent Dilfer type where he just had to manage the game and not throw interceptions. I mean, he's thrown a lot of touchdowns and <clears throat> numerous 300-yard games this year. So they got a pretty good little team going there, uh, the Bears, so look out for them. Falcons-Browns. Um, I picked, in one of my picks, I picked the Falcons, but I had a bad feeling about it. I just... The Browns with a change of coach. I think that was huge. Um, same thing with the Packers. I think they need. I just think they need a change. Cowboys. I I think they need a change. And it's not that Mike McCarthy's not a good coach. Just sometimes. I mean, look at Marvin Lewis. Great guy. Good NFL coach. Just been there a while. And sometimes that change just needs to happen. Freshen up the organization. It's nothing against the coaches. It's just, you know, I really don't know how to explain it. It's <clears throat> you just remember, you know, throughout your life when you were in a job and it was okay, and then you changed jobs into a job you really liked. And, you know, for that first year or two, you were all gung-ho and you loved it and it was the greatest job ever, but then that fizzles off as well. So sometimes, I mean, NFL, I think five, six, seven years for a coach and that, that's about it. You're going to start getting stale. So the Browns win it 28. With 28 points, they're 3-6-1. and one. They could be, you know, they could have 6. They could be 6-3-1. and one. If it wasn't for a kicker one week and a few other things. Um, the Falcons, I don't really know what happened to them there. Other than, well, their defense is a little porous. They're, they're flashy. They're, they just... <clears throat> Their defense is not the greatest, and the Browns just put everything together. I mean, Nick Chubb, 23 touches, 209 scrimmage yards, and two touchdowns. The guy was a beast. He's a young guy, young legs. 
I think getting rid of Carlos Hyde was a blessing in disguise. Um, Baker Mayfield is sneakily, if that's a word, putting up good numbers. Yeah, he has his interceptions, but he's a rookie. That's going to happen. I I think the Browns... Um, John Kincaid said it on one of his shows. If you don't follow John Kincaid, find him on Twitter. Excellent. I mean, he's... I love listening to him. Uh, you can listen to him in the mornings, uh, Sunday mornings, at least central time. It's like 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. <clears throat> um, a lot of good information there. So he's just, I, I love listening to him. You know, some people hate him, some people love him, but that's true with everybody. He said the Browns, I don't know if it was next year or the year after, I think it's two years, they're going to be, you know, the talk. They're going to be the talk of that division. <laughs> So look out for them. They're starting to show it. Very impressive showing for the Browns yesterday. Let's see what they do the rest of the season. Can they come out 500? Kind of a tough task, but we'll see. So the Browns take it. <clears throat> They're now 3-6-1. Falcons are 4-5. and five. It's going to be tough to get in over there in the NFC for the Falcons with that loss. Uh, Jaguars and Colts. Colts win it 29-26. They are 4-5. Jaguars are 3-6. Pretty much count the Jaguars out. Um, you know, it's not 100% as usual, but the Colts and the Titans and the Texans, that's going to be tough top that division over there uh, to get past if you're the Jaguars. And the Colts, three straight wins. That's the first time since 2015. Andrew Luck's looking good. And again, it goes back to basics. Their offensive line. Andrew Luck is not getting sacked like he has in the past. And if you give a guy like that time, it's he's going to score touchdowns. He's not going to throw as many interceptions. Now, if their defense, they're playing a little better than usual, but and if they had if they had any kind of a defense like, you know, even like um, you know, like the Cowboys defense or something like that, they would they'd be pretty untouchable, I think, but Colts are playing good. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, next, we got Cardinals and Chiefs. Chiefs win 26-14. I don't think that's much of a surprise, although, <clears throat> yeah, they you know they still won by 12, but people probably expected, you know, scores more in the 30s for them, but Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he now has the most passing t- TDs in a single season in the Chiefs' history. The guy is just a beast. He's making good decisions. Um, tough test coming up with the Rams. We'll find out what they're really made of. You know, um, the defense is going to be their only downfall. Um, Cardinals are two and seven. They're, I'll say it. They're out. Chiefs still looking for that number one seed at nine and one. Home field advantage would help them quite a bit. You know, you get inside uh, <clears throat> that stadium, it is loud. So that would be a very big help. Um, Chiefs take it, 26-14 over the Cardinals. Bills and Jets, not sure who saw this coming. <laughs> um, Bills, this is the largest win on the road since 2011. 41 to 10 over the Jets. They both have a 3 and 7 record. They're both not going to make the playoffs. But what's up with Matt Barkley? 
I mean, but I mean, you can't read too much into it because you're seeing this a lot lately in this NFL. I mean, you got Nick Mullins comes out in his first game, just awesome. Now you got Matt Barkley, he's been out of football for a year, comes out, dominates. Um, you've seen this before with Ryan Fitzpatrick, comes out with his three, four game stretches where he looks untouchable, MVP. But the Bills' defense, I don't think, gets enough attention. Their defense is good, man. Um, it's Their defense is good. I really don't know what else to say. There's not a lot to say about this game other than the Bills just on point, man. Just complete domination. Um, them, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Bills Mafia. You know, get a win like that. <clears throat> yeah, it was the Jets, and you never know what you're going to get from week to week with them. But nonetheless, they got the win. Let's move on. Reds, division-leading Redskins. Uh, Redskins, I I don't know what to think of them. Redskins, 6-3. They beat the Buccaneers, 16-3. I don't, well, I don't know if this is a surprise or not. This is one of them games you looked at and went, eh, which way are we going to go here? Redskins defense. It's one thing I want to touch on. The Redskins defense, um, it's a, it's tougher than you think. If they can put it together, that's one of their strong points. I mean, again, what you're seeing here is last year's Chiefs. Alex Smith, same guy, not going to change. He's a game manager, but he's one of the better ones. He can make the throws in the plays. Um, he just... <clears throat> He, he likes to be conservative. He's always trying to be safe. He doesn't want to turn the ball over, which is good. But I don't think this is too big of a surprise here. You know, Buccaneers only scored three points. Well, that might be surprising because Fitzpatrick is just, he doesn't care. He's a beast. You know, he's all over the place. He's just, he's going to throw it in there. And if it's interception, it's interception. But uh, Redskins, 16-3 over the Buccaneers. Not really a whole lot to say here. <clears throat> Um, Redskins are leading that division, <laughs> and after Sunday night's game, I don't. The Eagles was it was that the Eagles not playing good, or was that the Cowboys playing pissed off? You know, the Cowboys are every other week too. You never know what you're gonna get. So the Redskins take it 16 to three over the Buccaneers. Let's see if they can hold up and win that division. Uh, let's move on. Patriots, Titans. <clears throat> this is probably the game of the week for most people, unless you're a Patriots fan. Everybody that saw this, you know, 34-10. I don't think anybody saw that score. Um, I think some people could have seen the Titans winning due to the fact that, you know, got Mike Vrabel there and a whole bunch of um, Patriots former Patriots players on the Titans team. They wanted that bad. The Titans beat the Patriots. That's the first time since 2002. Uh, Deion Lewis had some quotes. <clears throat> um, and Tom Brady came back saying, when you when you win, you can say stuff like that. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> I don't know what to say about this game other than I think it's awesome. The Titans, who are they? Mariota's pretty accurate, but he has his games where it doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. 
So if he can put it together, their defense is tough. I think, if I remember right, if I, they are allowing the least amount of points scored in the NFL this year. <clears throat> I think it's like 18. <clears throat> um, Titans win that game. They're five and four. Going to be tough in that division, but the Texans, the Texans are playing good. Um, so that'll be interesting. That division's going to get fun. It didn't look like it for a while, but I think that division is going to get fun. So keep an eye on that. Uh, keep an eye on the Patriots and see how they come off of this. You know, are they going to come out a house of fire? Or are they going to stumble on it? Uh, next game, Chargers, Raiders. Chargers win 20-6. to Again, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. Chargers are 7-2, and playing good. Yeah, they did play the Raiders. Uh, this is the Chargers' best start through nine games since 2006. Um, Melvin Gordon, beast. You can put him right up in there in the top five running backs in the league. Probably top three <clears throat> or four with, you know, with uh, uh, Gurley, Hunt, Gordon, Zeke Elliott, Barkley. Um, Keenan Allen got that touchdown, you fantasy players. Uh, it's been a while for him, and the Raiders are just a house of fire right now, dumpster fire, pouring gasoline all over it, but I, I'm i pretty sure Gruden has a plan here, and we'll see if it works or fails. I mean, he's got three first-round picks, I believe, next year, five, four or five in the next two years, and it <clears throat> looks like their pick is going to be one or two next year so is if they draft well look out kind of looks like they're going to try to build everything around Carr, Derek Carr but I have a small feeling that if they get rid of Carr he's going to go to Jacksonville or the Giants next year so Chargers over the Raiders 20 to 6 Chargers second in the division behind the Chiefs that'd be a good matchup that'd be a good matchup coming up um Next game, Dolphins-Packers. Packers 31, Dolphins 12. The Packers are 4-4-1. Dolphins are 5-5. Five five. Dolphins are kind of as expected, playing, you know, 500 ball. Um, Osweiler, I think, is playing better than most people thought based off his past performances, you know, where he comes out again like a house of fire and then ha makes some dumb decisions and whatever team he's playing for fizzles out. So Aaron Jones, 145 rushing yards and two touchdowns. This is a career high. This is what I live closer to Green Bay. So, you know, wherever you live, you see more of your hometown type stats and what they're talking about. So around Green Bay area, they are talking, everybody, the fans are extremely upset and annoyed with Mike McCarthy not using Aaron Jones. His He's got the highest, you know, per rush yards in the league and he's just not being used it's like McCarthy's like no we're gonna do it my way no matter what they finally got him involved and look at the result 31 to 12 over the Dolphins defense isn't the worst isn't the best but you get Aaron Jones involved and that opens up everything for the rest of this offense now you got to worry about Aaron Jones and you might end up with some single coverage on uh, Devontae Adams or uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who 
is no slouch. Wait till he gets going. You know, now he's going to be the number two because Geronimo Allison is, well, depending on what you call Cobb, but Cobb is more the slot guy. So Packers look good in this one. 31 to 12. Not a nail biter finally. They didn't have to worry about anything towards the end of the game and coming back. <clears throat> you know, the Packers could get used to this. Keep Aaron Jones involved. Everybody around here has been saying that. Um, and they finally did it. I don't know. Maybe McCarthy finally opened up social media or started listening to the radio or something. But, man, pretty good showing by the Packers. Um, Going to be tough in that division. Although, they're really, you know, they're not too far out. 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. I'm pretty sure they're going to have... That division... NFC North, they're going to have to win that division to get in the playoffs. I don't think two teams... Well, I shouldn't say that. You got the Vikings <clears throat> there, too. Excuse me. This The NFC is going to be crazy. It's just going to be crazy. Um, so the Packers win 31-12. And look out for Aaron Jones the rest of the year. Seahawks-Rams. The Rams 36, Seahawks 31. This was a good game. The Rams' best record through 10 games since 1969. They are hot, as usual. The Seahawks are playing some good ball, man. I don't think anybody's paying attention. They just got to find their way into the playoffs somehow. They're 4-5. and five. Rams are 9-1, and one, obviously. <clears throat> that only loss going to the Saints. Speaking of that, Saints. Can you imagine that if they would have won week one? I mean... They just must... Something just wasn't right that week, man. <laughs> uh, Gurley looks good. I thought I saw some rumblings about Cooper Cup possibly with an ACL tear. Uh, i got to dig into that a little bit more. It's Monday morning. Give me a break. I've only had one cup of coffee. So the Rams 9-1, and leading their division, obviously. But the Saints do have that tiebreaker for the number one seed because they beat the Rams. Seahawks, like I said, their defense... <clears throat> this year is playing as good, if not better, than the Legion of Boom. They got a couple guys that can run the ball with the committee, you know, with Carson and Mike Davis. If their receivers can pick it up, it, it's too bad that Baldwin is, you know, kind of not 100%. Watch out for the Seahawks if they can make it in. That's going to be tough. Uh, Sunday night football. Cowboys and Eagles. I'm pretty sure most, or not everybody, nobody really probably saw this coming except maybe the Cowboys. I had heard some stuff from the locker room that they were extremely mad, pissed off after last week. Um, there was rumblings about a coaching change, and Jerry Jones came out and poo-pooed that, even though, I mean, okay, Jerry Jones, he's a problem, but he's not. One of his problems is his loyalty, so this is, you know, bittersweet. He is loyal to guys which you don't see a lot, but that could hurt the team. Sometimes you just got to break them off, you know. Dak looked like he was motivated last night, you know. The earlier, earlier throughout the whole year, he looked almost nervous and scared, like what's going to happen. He looked freaking motivated last night. Uh, finding people in Amari Cooper for a first-round pick, You know, that is starting to look okay. Um, I A lot of people were negative on that, but just watch him once. That guy, 
and when he runs his routes and he makes cuts, he creates separation. He gets open. He just, his cuts are like on a dime and he's open. Um, teams are going to start seeing that now. And he, they're going to have to concentrate on him a little bit more, which is going to open it up for Zeke and guys like Beasley and Hearns. I mean, nobody talks about, you know, Beasley hasn't been a big factor this year like he was in the past. But he could be now. I mean, if you start cheating safeties and people over to Cooper, Beasley's a good, he's a good receiver. You know, he's a Julian Edelman type. He's in the middle. He, I, I truly believe that he could take, kind of take the place of, you know, Jason Witten and what he did because their tight ends obviously need to figure themselves out. But uh, like I said, Dak looked... He played pissed off. He looked good, man. He, he's, he's growing. He's smart, but he might be one of them guys, you know, unlike you know Patrick Mahomes, that he's just gonna need, you know, give him another year or two, and he could be a beast. And then you got Ezekiel Elliott. Well, I don't need to really say much about that. 187 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. <clears throat> um, he played phenomenal, which is you know expected. And again, I think some of that comes from Amari Cooper loosening things up for him. Um, he's just like a rolling ball of butcher knives, I've heard said before. Um, and the Eagles on the Eagles side, Golden Tate didn't play much. I think that will be a factor later on and you know, the next few weeks when he starts catching on to the offense a little bit more. Um, he's, he's a good receiver, man. Good slot guy. I don't think they have a lot to worry about other than, I mean, this loss, they're four and five. So are the Cowboys. I guess I look at that record and that's a little surprising, but Wentz looks good. Ertz is just a, an animal. Uh, he's kind of one of them guys, you know, the Eagles and the Giants always have one of them guys that just smoke the Cowboys every year. And Ertz seems to be like, he's going to be that guy, you know, but uh, the Cowboys, good showing, good showing last night. Let's see if they can keep the momentum up. Eagles, well, you know, we'll see what happens there. They're both four and five. They're definitely, they're only two games out. They're going to have to win that, that division to get in the playoffs. So let's see what happens. I mean, the Cowboys are going to give a good push. Um, are the Eagles going to learn from this, or are they going to dwell on it? That's, you know, that's the, that's the key. So uh, I hope you enjoyed your NFL Sunday. I always do. You know, it's the other times of the year <clears throat> when there's not NFL games on, you know, during the off season. Yeah, they have a lot going on, but it, it's just not the same. So <sighs> we're over halfway through the season. Let's enjoy the rest of it. We got through February. Uh, hopefully your team makes it in. If your team doesn't make it in, just watch the games. Get with some friends, family, have a good time, you know, and, and enjoy some NFL football. Tonight, you got 49ers and Giants. Tune in for a little bit, see, you know. If it's a dud, <clears throat> move on, do something else. Go fire up your, you know, PlayStation, whatever, or catch something on Netflix, but you never know. This could be a barn burner. It could be up and down the field. Nick Mullins is hot. Um, this could be a defense that the Giants maybe could take a little advantage of and finally get some offense going. You know, Barkley should have a good game. Beckham should have a good game. 
Um, and I just let's just hope for a good game Monday Night Football. Thank you guys for tuning in to the All In Football Podcast. Um, as of right now, it's going to stay just a football podcast, but you never know. I think we might veer off, you know, and throw in another episode of random stuff that, you know, has a little bit to do with football, but doesn't. Let me know what you think at All In 100 Pod on Twitter. Come find us. Let us know what you want to talk about. Um, I'd love to open up a voicemail line at some point, so please share this with friends. You can go find us on iTunes and Stitcher and CastBox and Google Podcasts and uh, all these places. Find it, share it, rate, review. You never know. I might just pick some people. You might just get some free t-shirts. Hit us up. Come find us. Thanks for tuning in to the All In Football Podcast. Have a great Monday. Check out some NFL football tonight. I am out.